1: host Ralph Malvro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com,
0: Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
2: Alright, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Andrew, LSU's going to the NIT if they're lucky, uh, but you can go there, you can watch LSU, LSU baseball starting, they have 136 draft beers, they have a 50-foot TV, you can watch the NBA basketball, Anthony Davis scored 59-20 and 20 last week in the uh, yesterday and the Pelicans. Barely, and <laughs> By the, last
0: week, he means last night. I'm
2: um, last night, and then the Pelicans barely won because they're the Pelicans. But uh, the Pelican House in Baton Rouge it's awesome. Uh, you know, they have an awesome menu, beers. You, you got sports. You got and, and hey, you know, football will be here before you know it. But the Pelican House, twenty five seventy two City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right, Andrew, Kevin may or not be joining us. Dave is out. Uh, doing fancy pants, uh, hipster eating, probably, like, at some sort of new, fabulous New Orleans place that's, like, in somebody's garage or something. Hey, good for him. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's, it's, it's it's the doldrums now, man. There's not really any Saints news, and, and truthfully...
0: <laughs> and then there were two.
2: Yeah, and then there were two. Uh, the thing is, man, though, you don't want any Saints news, really, this time of year, because if it's... Saints news this time of year it's probably bad like somebody getting arrested.
0: Yeah, although I will say you know a bunch of names are starting to come out there about guys getting cut. Yeah. So I remember this time last year um, there was Langford of the Rams, a defensive tackle, who the Saints hosted and were pretty close to signing. They, um, used they, they ended up not signing him, but you know, so we might see a little. You know, between now and March 9th, I guess, which is when free agency starts, we might see a little news trickle in. But yeah, for the most part, no news is good news.
2: Yeah, and I saw that Chris Long, he said that uh, – who would be a kind of a saint's target because he's a guy that – he's a veteran. He hasn't been really good the last two years, but if he could – you could sign him and if you could get him on a reasonable deal and he could get healthy, you could be like he's a nice addition. I read though that his wife yeah. is pregnant, so even though he's cut and he could start free agent early – He's not really probably gonna do a lot of visits because his wife is due in like the next ten days.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he's I mean he's uh, he lives upstairs in my um, office building and he uh, so I I see him a lot in the off season and um, he's uh, I mean he couldn't be a better I mean the Rams front office is always and his teammates have always talked about him as a great leader. If you listen to him in interviews, I mean he's just exactly the kind of guy. Uh, that would fit in the Saints' locker room, the kind of guy Sean Payton wants. So, I mean, I think it's at least a, a guy the Saints want to go digging around. Yeah. From, from what I understand, he wants to be with a contender, so that might roll out the Saints.
2: Uh, yeah, but th- the thing is, though, like,
0: <sighs> Drew Brees, you know, the Saints can.
2: Drew Brees is still an elite quarterback. I think that Drew Brees could be a guy that you could, like, if he would make the phone call to Chris Long and, like, Hey Chris Long, I know you're thinking of going to who would be a who would be a contender that
0: Carolina.
2: Yeah, I mean that'd be a hard that'd be a hard sell, I guess. Carolina have cap room? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing though, with Chris Long, even even beat up four to six sack, Chris Long is still the second best defensive lineman on the Saints team the day he oh, signs. Yeah. Like that's how, that's more of an indictment on the Saints defensive line, which we'll get to in a second.
0: Well, I mean, just, you know, pass rushers, it's almost like as they diminish physically, they're still able to do it. I mean, look at James Harrison, look at DeMarcus Ware, you know, even Jared Allen for the Panthers this year. You know, it's like, even though these guys aren't the same players, it's so hard to find guys that consistently go to the quarterback that have the moves and the technique to beat offensive linemen that – when they exist, these guys they stay around forever, and they keep getting money.
2: Dude, yeah, that's the thing. Like, what's his, what's his contract going to be? Is he going? I mean,
0: well, I mean, obviously there's a ceiling, you know, for a guy like that, and you know, the Saints have to be smart about what they can and can't afford. And so, you know, like any player, you know, you throw a number out there and you say, "This is what we can pay you," and if you, you can get better than that, good for you. Let's God play. You. Let's have play fun.
2: guess the contract, which I am notoriously bad at.
0: Yes, you are. I, I am
2: horrible, at guess, the contract. The last two years, I've been awful at it.
0: Well, all it takes is one team to set a value extremely high. I mean, all it takes is one team that values a guy higher. I mean, like, for example, Fujita's contract with the Browns. None of us could have ever guessed that he was going to get that kind of money. I, want, um, I wanted
2: to know what Malcolm Jenkins got today in his five-year deal. I didn't see it
0: anymore. Oh, it was like, it was enormous. It was shocking. It was like five years, $45 million or something. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, it was it was insane.
2: Well, I mean, that backup tight end for Philadelphia, Ernst, I think, got seven almost seven million dollars guaranteed. And I mean, I know Ben Watson is old, but Zach Ernst had like less than thirty catches. I
0: mean, yeah, teams
2: yeah. are teams teams are going to get nuts, man. They got teams that got fifty, sixty million dollars of cap room, and you got to spend to the to the floor. So, I mean. Yeah, I
0: mean, I would say you know, give him three years, twelve million, something like that. And I'm I'm sure there's a team out there that would give him more. And so that's okay.
2: I was thinking, I was thinking Chris Long was going to be like three years, like twenty million, and like eight million guaranteed.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
2: I mean, especially like a team. Like, if you look at, like, the
0: Raiders. Yeah, admittedly, the Saints, I mean, that would be a low ball offer for him.
2: But, I mean, like, the like you look at, like, the Raiders or Jacksonville, teams with, like, $50 million in cap room, they can just go to Chris Long and be like, Hey, Chris Long, do you want a four-year, $40 million contract and we'll guarantee you $10 million the first year? The rest of it isn't guaranteed, but we'll give you $10 million this year because we got to spend this cap money somewhere.
0: Yeah, his yeah, dad did play for the Raiders. You know? So.
2: Uh, and the Raiders are kind of an up and coming quasi contender.
0: Um, I don't. I don't think Chris wants to play for up and coming though, because no. that, that's kind of been the Rams' mo for years now. I mean, they, <laughs> they've had a terrific defense, but the combination of playing in just a death of a dis- division and having no quarterback, and that for him, it's like forget up and coming. Like, he he wants to play with someone who's going to compete for a title. Yeah, and you know, and that's why that's why I think the Saints are a long shot. So, I, I just. I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves, I think around the league, like the allure of playing with Drew Brees and, and playing the Saints, people just don't view the Saints as a contender right now.
2: Mm-mm. And you know, the Saints are going to have to, you know, in free agent, they're going to have to, they're going to have to bargain shop, and they may, you know, depending on the Drew Brees contract, they may carve out some room, but more than likely, you're looking at the Brandon Browners and the C.J. Spillers of the world. Not that, not that that means they're going to hit. They're going to sign up guys like that and they're going to be duds. But I mean that's sort of the price range, you know. They yeah. they might carve out a little bit more room if they I think I think they're going to go big for a guard and I think they're going to that's I just think that's what they're going to do and they're going to pay a guard 5 to 8 million dollars a year. Um, yeah. you know. Well,
0: you got to remember Jari Evans was making a lot and there was a number that they were willing to keep him at. He didn't want to take a price cut. Um, the salary cut, but he they were willing to keep him at a certain number. Um, and so you have to think, whatever that number was, they're going to offer that same number to the next best guard on the list. I would. Yeah, think.
2: I think Boone or the, the guard for Baltimore might be out of their price range, but you never know. Um, yep. So we're going to continue our series that we've been doing, um, Saints Garbage Roster, and this week we, 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 we rated me – Dave, Andrew, and Kevin rated all the Saints positions. We gave them a, a score based on how badly the Saints need that position of one to 10. And then we added up the points and each week we do one of the needs one of the positions that the Saints need badly and one of the positions that they don't need at all. So this week, uh, the total score for backup quarterback between the four of us was an eight. Uh, So that'll be where we start. That's one of the Saints' strongest position. I would argue – I gave it a a two. But, Andrew, I would argue that uh, it's not like they're going to do anything with it. They're not going to spend money or anything. And they they drafted Grayson, so they're probably not going to draft the guy. But Drew Brees, I would argue you're looking at him – I think you're probably going to need a backup quarterback to start at least a couple of weeks. And so that means you got McCown. You don't,
0: you don't know that.
2: I mean, but history says that. I mean, he's 37, you know. So, I mean, if, if McCown doesn't come back, how uncertain how, – how much do you worry about backup quarterback? Although I, I did see on Twitter that he's going to be healthy and ready to go, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, well, that's what they say, but he did have back surgery, so yeah. – um, yeah, I mean Matt Flynn. You know, no. I kind of don't. No, no, I no, don't no, even, no, 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 Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even consider him. They ought to put a Willie, viable option. They ought to. Or, they
2: ought to run the wildcat with Willie Sneed Yeah. Instead of running with Matt, having Matt Flynn play a game. I'm, I'm, and I'm. And I'm. I'm joking, but I'm really
0: not. Like. Yeah. That would
2: be more fun at least than watching Matt Flynn just stink.
0: Yeah, so I think I mean Grayson to me is the big question mark. Is he going to be ready in year two? Um, you know I. We, we argued back and forth with Underhill about this on Twitter at one point, but his view was, you know, they know where he's at. They're bringing him along. You know, I'm not concerned. But I will say, you know, I was concerned. And I, I, I certainly understand the point of view of you don't want to ruin him by throwing him in there when he's not ready, whereas Flynn, you're not worried about him at all. And if Breeze hadn't been able to make those yeah. last two starts and you needed to th- – Throw someone in the fire, uh, then why not throw Flynn in the fire? And you know, if if someone's confidence is going to wreck, get wrecked. You know, you're investing in, in grace and long term. Yeah. Let 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 Flynn suffer short term. But to me, it was a little unsettling that a backup quarterback that had been through training camp, yep. that had been through the playbook, uh, you know, the terminology, everything, knew the system was basically set aside in favor of a guy, a veteran who showed up a week ago. Yeah. And was immediately vaulted ahead of him. So that <laughs> that's concerning to me. Here's the here's the thing and I, I got
2: Nick Underhill and a couple of people to back down a little bit. I said, "Look, last year it doesn't really matter, but but I'm telling you for Grayson, you know, McCown is a harder hurdle I think for him to clear because you know the the whole thing of you know Sean Payton, always said well, I'm confident McCown. We're con-, and we were always like yeah Sean whatever. But now that's not like a hypothetical. Like we have yeah, we've we, seen it. We've yeah. seen it. So it's a really hard bar for Grayson to get that number two quarterback. I think. But here's the thing.
0: Yeah, McNe- McCown. I mean, let's go ahead and say it. He he's a solid backup. Corp. Yeah,
2: he's a solid backup. And I think with Drew Brees, whether you you worry a little bit about it, worry a little bit more about it, like me, than say you do. Sean Payton's going to say I want McCown. But here's the thing. Chase Daniel for the Saints, he went from practice squad to the backup quarterback in 2 years. They signed him, at, you know, he was at the end of 2009, he was on and off the practice squad. And then
0: Brunel was done and he came, yeah.
2: And he so so to me, if McCown for whatever reason can't go or retires or whatever, Grayson's got to be the backup quarterback. If now
0: who did remind me, who did Daniel beat out? He he beat Ramsey out Joe Patrick it, Ra- Patrick Ramsey. And Ram. was it was it uh was it um God, Joey Harrington? Did he beat him out too? Yeah, it was
2: Ramsey and Joey Harrington and him.
0: Yeah. So, so be, I mean there were there were veterans in the mix and Chase Daniel outplayed both of them. Yeah. And and at the time you'll remember Ramsey actually played okay in preseason. Yeah. And everybody was yeah. like
2: everybody was like, Really? Hmm, that's weird. Yeah. So I mean, I just think I just think you know the the progression for Grayson. He need he needs to 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 be pushing McCown, and it's a hard sell because McCown, like like we said, it's not hypothetical anymore. We've seen him. He played really good. He was a slightly better thrower. Maybe if the guy for Carolina, uh, Josh Norman, doesn't make a great play, the Saints win that game. So it's tough. I mean, but but do you think? The one thing that, that, that Nick Underhill said that was interesting was the Saints should just draft a backup quarterback every year now, even even late in the in the draft until they find one. Which I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know about oh. that. I mean, at some point you have to. There's too many holes on this roster. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's well. That was my thing that we're, I was going to get to. I I was uh, laid up. And that last week was a baby and different things and I tweeted out a question to people and I said, look, odds tell us that the Saints, if they really know what they're doing in free agency and the draft, they'll be lucky and fortunate to add four starters, good starters, and two decent backups. Some people understood it, but they. A lot of people were like, "Well, in free agency, I'm going to add four starters and these two back up, and then I'm going to have a draft." I'm like, "Dude, so you're saying the Saints are going to add ten quality people to their roster? Get the fuck out of here!"
0: I mean, I would argue that four start four good starters is a pipe dream.
2: You oh, you're saying even my thing is a pipe dream? I, I mean, I say
0: I mean, I think it's highly unreal. I mean, you know, l- let's look at the year. That they drafted Bree or they, that they had signed Breeze, yeah. which was basically the greatest offseason in Saints history. Yeah, and, and so they got, you know, we won't count Streif as a starter because you know he was basically a good backup at the beginning. Yeah, um, but you know they got starters out of Bush, you know, you know he's kind of like a starter slash backup. They got yeah. a starter out of Harper. They got a starter out of Evans. They got a starter out of Colston. Yeah, and they got Breeze in free agency, and they got Fujita in free agency, and Hollis um, Thomas. Yeah, Hollis oh, Thomas got, and Jeff Fain. Right. Yeah, that's true. So, so I mean, you, the, lo- you look at the, that. That's like the the hallmark. You know, that's like the, so. That's uh, what eight. Yeah, yeah, that's like eight players. I I just think so. You just said six. But this I said would four be...
2: four starters and two backups. So so they got eight start. They got four starters in the draft, and they got what? They got Fujita in free agency. They got Hollis Thomas in the draft too. They got Fane, So that's seven plus Breeze. That's eight. Yeah. So I'm saying they get half of that and two backups. I mean, it's it's a it's a high bar. But my it's a
0: high bar. Yeah. But even
2: if you want to argue and you want to. But,
0: but when's the last time since then they've gotten that many quality starters in the Sean Payton era?
2: Let's see. In '09 they added Jabari Greer and Sharper and Malcolm Jenkins. In the, Malcolm Jenkins in the draft and morestead That's four.
0: Who else? Yeah, but, but Jenkins was a backup. Yeah,
2: well that, that's what I'm saying. That's amazing. Yeah, a, and so so I mean, but but if you want to go, you want to go the other way. You want to say my, my my six is too many. You want to bump well, it down. Well,
0: no, I I just think that's probably. I mean, unless they just hit jackpot, you know, gold mine, leprechaun at the end of a rainbow, um, then y- your scenario is probably best case scenario.
2: Well, yeah, but but here's the thing: it's best case, so if you want to play instead of saying add 6 add 5 it just mm-hmm. becomes exponentially difficult because yeah. you start having to make the call you know defensive tackle defensive end guard do i need a corner they need a kicker do i want to you know like for me when yeah. i did it
0: i mean let's look at the last off season you know perfect example they got two free agents both colossal busts You could argue Kevin Williams was a decent starter.
2: Kevin Williams,
0: Delvin Bro was a decent, was a good starter. So they got, they hit on Kevin (laughs) Williams sort of. They hit on Bro, and then in the draft, you know, two first round picks. They they only have one this year. You know, they got Anthony, who was a good starter out of those two first picks, and Kikaha was really kind of a decent starter um, early in the season and then faded. So uh, that's really all they got. I would say they got three and a half.
2: Yeah, so it's a
0: Swan is kind of decent, so maybe we'll say four, four and a half guys.
2: Yeah, so
0: I mean, Davison, yeah, okay, yeah, but but
2: it's tough.
0: It's yeah, it's tough.
2: It's tough because here's the thing, man. You 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 start having to make these calls, and I mean, for me, I did it, and you know, you're saying my bar is too hot, my my I'm being too optimistic, and and you're probably right. But when I did it, I added two guards, I added a defensive tackle, a defensive end. I had to go a back up at will at, at at weak side linebacker because LrB you just you gotta do that there, mm-hmm. and I went uh back up tight end
0: because so no corners, no receivers.
2: yeah, but I mean Brutal. like, but I mean where do you but that becomes like
0: well, do you keep Streif?
2: Yeah, you try to keep
0: straight Because you lose him, you got you need another tackle.
2: Yeah, well, it's just, but I mean, what, well, what do you do then? If you, if you, if you, even by my optimistic rules, add four, add four starters and two backups. Yeah. What do you do?
0: Well, uh, I, I just think you need another corner in there. I just don't think you can trust that you know, two two rookies this past year, Swan and PJ Williams, who we haven't even seen play, and then you got. Barrow, who we sort of trust, and then Lewis, who we don't know if he's going to be healthy or so you what. Go, so you go corner as your backup, or you go corner as like a start? No, 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 I would get a, a good backup corner if you can. Yeah. Um, you know, like a Randall Gay type signing. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, yeah, I mean, I really would like two guards as well. I'd love two defensive linemen. I, you got to get a linebacker. Um, so I don't know where, where I would give up. You know, I guess I would give up one of the guards if you can keep Alito and Calamete, I guess. Mm-hmm.
2: So you're rolling the dice, you're rolling the dice at one of the guards. Yep. And you're getting a starting linebacker. Yep. So that's two and you're going, yep. you're on defensive tackle. Yep. And defensive end. Yep. So that's your four starters and, and you got your backup corner. Where's your other spot?
0: Linebacker? Did I already say that? Yeah.
2: So you're going you're going a, a backup linebacker and a starting linebacker.
0: No, just one linebacker since they're keeping Ellerbe.
2: Yeah. Wait.
0: So one guard, two defensive linemen. That's three. Yeah. Then corner linebacker. What you, position am I forgetting and, here? Oh, tight end. I'll go with tight end.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's t- it's it's tough. You're going at you're going at wide receiver. What if Colston retired? You know. I mean, they're yeah. they're just gonna have. Whatever the Saints do, someone's going to write a, a, a draft review or an offseason review for them, and they're going to be like, the Saints offseason sucked because they didn't fill this hole. And you'll have to go, eh, kind of, sort of, he's right. But, you know, I mean, to me, at least at corner with the Saints, you can hope they stay healthy. Is it well, like that's
0: never that's never happened? It's
2: li- it's not likely. It's like saying you know it's like with the Pelican bloggers telling us that they're going to be healthy this year, that Gordon's going to be healthy. So um...
0: I cannot remember the last time in the Sean Payton era that the Saints made it through an entire season with their top three corners not getting injured. Man, significantly, it, C- can you?
2: No, because in 06 they had Fred Thomas playing with the broken hand, right? Yep. In uh in 09, dude, the, the in in 09. In 09
0: everybody won. In that.
2: 09, I think I wrote a column for Channel 4 like my, one of my preview columns for Friday when they were undefeated and I was like they had I, to
0: bring back Mike McKenzie off the street. And Chris
2: McAllister.
0: And Chris McAllister.
2: I was like, I know people are going to St. Doom me for this and say that I'm Ralph, uh, Mr. Doomday, but I'm really, really worried about this mess at corner. I think it might ruin our dream season. And, I mean, it was – that was bad. And then in 2010, Jabari Greer kept playing, but he couldn't lift his arm above
0: his head, right? Yeah.
2: 2011?
0: I – well, I mem- remember, uh, Keenan Lewis was out. No, it was well. He was out with a concussion in the playoffs. Oh yeah, against Philly, the second. Uh, no, head. you know uh, that—that's that, when Jabari Greer wrecked his leg, wasn't it?
2: That was well. Jabari Greer wrecked his leg in 2013 against San Francisco.
0: Uh, right, 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 right. Yeah,
2: no, uh, but you're right. So, so, so maybe they're due, Andrew. They're due to not have any injury because they've had a decade of, of crap luck at corner. That is a bad. That is a, that is a bad string of 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 injury luck, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that doesn't
2: even—that's not even talking about Swan and PJ Williams.
0: I think corners just get injured. I think that's the nature of that position because they're—they have such small frames compared to your average player, and um, you know, it's—they're taking a lot of hits, especially in run support.
2: Yeah, so we did backup quarterback for our garbage roster, and we sort of deviated to the pick six, but that just shows you to, that, that, <laughs> how, how, how difficult... I mean, this roster, it's it's bad. You take Drew Brees off this roster, and it's... It, you take Drew Brees off this roster for the Saints, and it's like Tennessee Titan bad. I yeah. I really believe that. So, you look... In the, so, now, we did backup quarterback, but you go to defensive tackle, and defensive tackle it didn't have the highest score for us, but... Uh, on the need scale, we rated the third need as the only thing that had a higher score was defensive end. Guard was a 38 out of 42, and defensive tackle is a 38 out of 40. And Andrew, they need they need so many bodies on the defensive line. Like I could yeah. um, I could almost see them in the draft like picking five defensive linemen. And yeah, it wouldn't. They they have so many other needs. It wouldn't. They wouldn't fill them, but they've got to have bodies because you can't have you can't have Bobby Richardson and and Yules and all you can't have these guys playing all these snaps. You just can't. It's yeah. it's not it's not it, it doesn't work.
0: Well, I liked I liked Kevin Williams. I thought he played some decent stab, snaps last year. You know, you've got a couple young guys. You mentioned Richardson. You mentioned um, you know, we haven't mentioned John Jenkins, and then you have. Um, You got Jenkins, you got Davison, and uh, Richardson, and I'm blanking on, oh, Kevin Williams. So that's the question Does Kevin Williams return or not? Is he done? You know, I'm half a mind to just stick with Jenkins, hope that he can kind of make it as a starter, and add someone else. And, you know, it's really tough. If you look at the last few drafts, Lotu Lele, and then last year, um, you know, basically, they had two guys that they could, they could have taken that were picked right from underneath them. Um, remind me of the name of the guy the Browns took. Totally blanking on his
2: name. Uh, Danny Shelton.
0: Yeah, Shelton. Yeah. So basically, they had two defensive tackles that I believe they would have taken. And you know, uh, obviously, that the landscape is very different if they had taken those players. Well, so but here's the thing. I think once again in this draft, I mean, you look at the guy from Louisville. A lot of mocks have the Saints taking him. Um, I think that's a position the saints are going to look at very, very seriously at 12 overall.
2: Oh, definitely. You know, here's the thing. If they, if they would have taken a defensive tackle last year, though, with Streif maybe being gone, what would they have at right tackle? You wouldn't have Pete. Yep. You know, so it's like, here's the thing, you know, um, John Jenkins is an interesting guy. Um, he's going to be, he, he's going to win that award of, uh, training camp guy. Going to be a free agent. Uh, same as a Hicks. Uh, where they need him to play well. Hopefully he doesn't end up like Hicks where he gets traded for a backup tight end, Um, you know, uh, but they need, they need so many guys on defensive line. I mean, and think about Kevin Williams. I don't know, Andrew, what you like, like Kevin Williams worked out as good as you could hope it worked out last year to me. like I,
0: Absolutely. Like,
2: if you'd have told me like, that they, they, that's what they got from Kevin Williams, I'd have been like, that is fine. I do not want anything more. I don't know if you can expect that out of him again.
0: No. You know? No. no. I think when they originally signed him, they were envisioning him playing about half the amount of snaps that he ended up playing.
2: You know, because they had Hicks and Bunkley at the time. Yeah. And, uh, yep. You know, so, I mean, I, do you think in the draft they take one or two de- multiple defensive tackles, you think?
0: No, I think you can only – got enough young players. I mean, you can bring Richardson inside. You can bring Jordan inside on passing downs. So, really, it's about having stout guys that can play up front. You know, Davison has got to, got to develop his pocket push and his ability to rush the passer. You, you saw it get a little bit better in the second half of the season. Um, so, he's a developing player who could be pretty good. Uh, But I think on running downs, on first and 10, that's the big question for me. Do they have guys that can kind of plug the middle? And I still think Jenkins is kind of the key, and he's a guy potentially who who can be that guy for you. Um, But I think he's got to make a big step forward. But you really need, I think, to put Jenkins next to a guy that's more consistent and that can allow him to maybe roam a little bit more free and use his athleticism. So you you need kind of a steady, solid defensive tackle. mm -hmm. and so. Whether that's twelfth overall or getting a veteran, um, then that's well, they've here, got to put someone next to, to Jenkins. I'm just going to say this right now, and I said it last year about Hicks,
2: and it didn't it didn't work out, but my theory was correct. I said last year, remember I said in the summer, yep, and I said I said for the Saints to be good in November, we've got to have really mean and violent Twitter arguments about signing Hicks. And you have to be
0: re-signing him, Resigning signing him, yeah. and yeah. you have
2: to be definitely afraid to pay him, and even more afraid to lose him. And that's what needs to happen with John Jenkins.
0: You we, said it was the one player that has to be good.
2: Yeah, and I think yeah. I think it kind of is getting to where John Jenkins, like he need, he needs to be a guy where you're like, oh my god, like we've got, like we got, like I'm. In November, in the podcast, I gotta be saying, Andrew, they gotta they gotta sign John Jenkins. I gotta give him. Well, well, I, we
0: we've kind of nailed that two years in a row now. Because in 2013 or 2014, I said, you know, the one guy that has to be good after they cut Chan Bailey, I told you, Patrick Robinson is the one guy that has to be good for the Saints this year, and he was a disaster. And number two corner was kind of a an issue all year. And then you look at Akeem Hicks; that was the one guy last yeah. year where you kind of said that's the one guy that has to be good. Uh, the pass rush and the run defense just wasn't good enough, and that was an Achilles heel all year. So for me, and, you know, Ellerbe might have been another guy that we said, that guy has to be good, and he just wasn't healthy enough. So for me, yeah, kind of coming into the season, I'm with you. John Jenkins is a guy they're probably not going to be able to get two defensive tackles and put him on the bench. He's going to have to play. Uh, and so that's one guy that I think potentially they're going to have to do a leap of faith with Jenkins and say, Look, we've got too many holes. We can't address everything. We've got to trust that coming into his third year now, Jenkins is going to play is well. Is it
2: third? You know, it would be fourth year, right? Or fourth
0: year? I'm sorry. So yeah.
2: he, he, if ever were there was a year where he will get in shape and be raring to go, this is it. This is the year because at a defensive tackle, if he plays, I mean, defensive tackle, fat guy, all he has to, he doesn't even really need to have sacks or just be solid against the run and He'll get five years, $25 million from somebody. Yep. Solari from Atlanta got a ton of money. I mean, he'll get the money, so he should be, he should be motivated.
0: Um, There's going to be a lot of guys in the draft. Uh, it, that's the one thing about this draft. It is so deep at defensive tackle.
2: Yeah, and it, it, it's deep at spots the Saints need it. The one thing is that was depressing me today is that the linebacker from LSU is shooting up the draft board.
0: Yes, he is. And he's Deion not, Jones.
2: Deion Jones is not going to be a third-round pick.
0: I don't he, think so either because even though he's light in the pads, I mean, he's a guy that's going to tear it up at the combine. Here's he's just thi- such a physical animal. Here's
2: the thing. Teams look at linebackers now, and they don't really worry about them— being light in the pads because it's so spread out now. They look. Yeah. They need them to be able to run from sideline to sideline and cover tight ends and 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 make plays in space. They don't worry about being like a thumper like a Vaughn Johnson or a Carl Banks or you know they. You got to be a little bit lighter and that's just the way to. Stop. I I don't know if he'll get in the first round, but he's gonna go. He's gonna go top forty.
0: I mean that vaunted Seattle Seahawks defense. That's how they made their. Yeah. And their reputation with fast skinny small linebackers.
2: Yeah. So oh, and by the way people, it's the beginning of the year. You need to you need to donate, you need to uh help us pay our bills, keep the lights running. Um we don't have any fun giveaways. You can rant in the off season, you could you can donate a dollar a month, you could do a draft rant. You could just come on and say Fuck you, Mickey Loomis. You need to pick this. You need to do this. Don't trade down. Trade up. Trade everything away. Whatever you want to do. You know, trade it all away for Joey Bosa. If you want to rant and uh, crush, have a draft crush on a player, do it. All you have to do is donate a dollar a month and you can rant. Um, so we got a ton of Twitter crush because I, I I pleaded for people to send us Twitter questions, Andrew, uh, today because I didn't, you know, what the hell are we going to talk about? So Robert – Asked if you could have either unhealthy Keenan Lewis and Brandon Browner or bro and Stanley Jean Baptiste, who would you choose?
0: Oh, God. Um, I mean, Stanley Jean Baptiste can't possibly have a season worse than what we just saw from Browner, right?
2: I mean, no, yeah, I mean... I mean I think I would just go Bro just because
0: I, I would think yeah, Bro's better than Keenan Lewis. I mean I, I think Bro has more ball skills than Keenan Lewis, so although if SJB was in the lineup then they would never throw to Bro. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But at least that gives you something to at least that gives you something to build on.
0: Like, yeah, I agree. I mean Bro I like Bro better than Keenan Lewis.
2: No, Bro If both but, are healthy. Bro
0: potentially
2: can transform the Saints defense. Like if if he make if he gets 20% better from year 1 to year 2, like then it becomes oh, we can't throw at that guy ever. Yeah. You know, and it become it becomes a hard thing. So, um, if you we did this kind of but this is a tough one. If you could only sign two free agents, what positions would you target?
0: Two free agents, that's it. That's it. Oof. Oof. I would spend a lot of money on guard. Um, I would assume that you can land a weak side linebacker. They need to get younger at linebacker. I mean, I know know, Anthony's young and Kikaha's young, but they need a weak side linebacker that backs up LRB. So I I would say guard. Yeah. And... Oof. I would say defensive tactics. If
2: if if I can only sign two free agent starters that are decent, I'm going all in at guard and I'm not going to try to fill anything else. I'm just going to sign me two guards, Boone, the guy from Baltimore whoever, and I'm mm-hmm. just I'm just going to I'm just going to hope that I hit on both. Expect that I hit on, at least hit on one. Um, but if I hit on both, at least I've at least if I hit on both of my guards and I couldn't do anything else, I've fixed my offensive line and I've increased the odds that Breeze is healthy and has a really good year. Um, this is a fun question from Matthew Miller. Uh, better dad bod, Rob Ryan or Pablo Sandoval? And if you don't follow baseball, Pablo Sandoval is a pitcher for the – he's a third baseman for the Red Sox. And the dude, I
0: – How is it possible to be that fat?
2: And make, have a five-year, $90 million well, contract? Well, I'm just
0: saying, you know, I, I understand baseball isn't – but, I mean, they still go to the batting cages every day. I mean, he's working up a sweat. You know, he's got to field ground balls. He's got to throw. No, because uh, they just
2: reported to spring training yesterday, just last I, week. I dude. mean, I'm
0: sure they have to do some fitness with baseball, right? Not like during the
2: offseason he doesn't apparently.
0: I mean, I'm just saying, man. Like, I just don't understand how you can play baseball – for hundred and sixty-two games. Well,
2: you can't, and he'll, he'll and be break, that fast. And it, he, you can and he'll break down. But during the off season, he did not have to do nothing. I mean, you're like, well, don't you have to do this? Don't you have to do that? Off season, you don't have to do nothing but go to Wingstop, Andrew. I mean, you know.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, I, my pick is Sandoval.
2: <laughs> I I would say I would say Sandoval too.
0: I just I mean, I'm I'm sure Ryan was more svelte than his in, when he was Sandoval's age. I mean, at this rate, Sandoval, by the time he's Rob Ryan's age, he's going to weigh 600 pounds.
2: This is a good. This is a good question from Sir Gumbo, and uh, I like it because I always miss his questions, and he's a great patron of the show and donates and helps us with graphics. So, I try to get to many. So, Sir Gumbo asks, and "This is a good football question. What can be done to maximize Kikaha's ability? Does he need to gain weight?"
0: No, I don't think it's a weight thing. Um, you know, I think if anything, his weight is makes it. He, he he's already from a speed standpoint uh, a little slow. So I think if Here, he gained if he gained weight, you know, you know, I just think from a movement standpoint they, it would make they, it tough. They
2: started using him in a weird way.
0: Right? Yeah, I, I just think he really needs to be a pass rusher. You know, that's what he does best. And I think dropping him in coverage and trying to turn him into a linebacker, um, you know, I, I I think he needs to be a defensive end in a four three system, and, and, and he needs to rush the passer on passing down.
2: And here's my here's my theory on Kikawa is. Kikaha is a lot like Shanley. I know they play different positions, but let me, let me explain. Shanley was a guy that he had barely enough physical skills to play at the NFL at a really high level. you know And Kikaha mm-hmm. is the same way. Like his measurables are barely good enough to get him in the door. And when he hurts an ankle, it matters a lot. Like, Vaughn Miller, he can tweak his ankle, and he's got otherworldly ability, and when he loses 10%, he can still be really good. Or he can lose 20% and be okay. Kikaha, when he has a high ankle sprain, it hurts him even worse. Because his physical skills are not what you would call super elite by NFL standards.
0: No. You know? But I think with, with Kikaha, the one thing is he, he's just got a nose for the football. Yeah. And he, he, he's just got, I think where he's potentially a leader, has the ability to become an elite player, is just IQ, football IQ. And that's what Shanley was so good at. So I think the comparison yeah. in some ways is pretty good.
2: Yeah, I mean, and the thing is with, with Kikaha, that dude was just making sacks and getting, you know, There's a a fumble, and, oh, at the bottom of the pile, look who it is. It's Kikaha getting it, you know? He's just one of those guys, man. And, you know, I I think – I don't know that he can be a pro bowler or a really good player, but he can be a guy where, like, if you – Add three or four really good defensive players around him. You can play him, and he can yes. be—he can be just fine.
0: That's exactly. He—he he can't be. I think. I mean, we—we we may be proven wrong. I mean, I was proven wrong by Cam Jordan. I told you at some point that I thought eight sacks was the ceiling for him, and he's gone double digits twice now. So. Uh, I've been surprised by people before, but for me with Kikaha, he's already a pretty good run defender at times. I just think you can't have him in coverage, but he's he's pretty powerful. Um, You know, I think he plays hard. He's a hustle type guy, high motor, but – For me, I think the big thing with Kikaha is we'll see how he develops. He just needs more moves, more pass rushing He has
2: luxurious hair, too. Don't
0: forget does? So
2: how do you think Treadwell's draft position is affected by not running the 40 at the combine? Not at all, because he's going to do it at Ole Miss eventually, and he'll be just fine or it won't be good or whatever. But not not running at the combine
0: is – I kind of – I compare it to Amari um, Cooper and uh, Kevin White and – if you remember last year at the combine, White w- was off the charts, and you know he was a fast riser, and everyone was going nuts about him. But when it came time to draft, uh, you know the Raiders took Cooper, and then that was their guy. And I, I just think that's one of those things where, um, you know, it, it's great to be a, a hero at the combine, but at the end of the day give me the guy that's going to be productive and the guy yeah. that's proven commodity.
2: Here's a really cool question from Sir Gumbo. Assuming Nike would create a cool uniform, would you be okay with an update? I like the Saints uniform, but the one thing that I wish they would do, I want them to go all black with a black helmet and like a gold fleur-de-lis or like a black helmet and like a white fleur-de-lis, something all black.
0: Like just once or for a whole season.
2: No, just like as like a special Uniform to like sell more merch. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You know, like I, I don't
0: think no, I know. I'm not he, gonna he, lie. I'm not a big fan of the whole Maryland, Oregon, <laughs> Nike uniforms. I, I think they're pretty <laughs> tacky and awful. Yeah.
2: Do you, we're obviously keeping Spiller. Do you think it's likely we get? Oh, I
0: don't think that's obvious. Oh, okay. I mean, I think it's more likely than not. But I, I would have, I would have said it's more likely he's gone until. Loomis kind of came out and said, where well, you're going to see the real CJ Spiller this year. Here's from
2: Don, Don Uh Who's the first 2015 draft pick to get cut from the
0: team? Uh, Davis Tall. Yeah. Uh,
2: let's see. Uh, if Drew Brees was a Jimmy John sandwich, which one would it be?
0: I don't know. I never go there.
2: The wreck? Because he's getting injured all the time?
0: <laughs> oh, that's mean.
2: All right. This is from Elitist Sicko, our friend Super Deform, who calls into the post game show live uh, drunk sometimes. So we like him. Fuck, marry, kill, Darren Sharper, OJ, and Bill Cosby.
0: Oh, my God. Um.
2: Jeez. I think you gotta I think you gotta kill O.J.
0: because he murdered people. I think you gotta
2: oh. I think you gotta um I think you gotta
0: uh No, yeah. well, hold on, hold on a second. A child molester is worse than a murderer, right?
2: Yeah, but uh, Darren Are you
0: saying it's not?
2: Well Darren Sharper, he didn't like molest children, but Bill Cosby yeah. didn't did Bill Cosby molest children? Yes. Yes. Oh that's right, though. All
0: right, wait. Or is he just a rapist? He's just a
2: rapist. I mean, even he, he ran a lie. He
0: drugged. Just a, rape. a rapist. Is just, that all I mean, he did? him
2: and Darren Sharper are like neck and neck for like the amount of rape and they. Well,
0: did. they're basically the same deal, right? Drugging people.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're basically exactly the same. So I would say OJ's worse. Uh, so I would, I would kill. Well, him. I
0: would say that Cosby's been doing it for longer. Yeah. And, you know, whereas Sharper, it, it, I mean, at least from what I could tell, it seemed like. He just went went nuts. Like it, Here, here's
2: he, a, here's the thing that and, and this I, I, and I don't want to phrase it the wrong way because it, it it might come out wrong, but um I'm really interested if Darren Sharper ever sits down and does an interview. I want to know how a guy who can go from having all the Super Bowl the Super Bowls the money being on the fast track to being an a, a good nfl talking head he was really good on tv people forget that because he of all the drugging and the raping but he was really good on tv on the nfl network and he was probably a fast track to being a main studio guy and he just for like a two-year period just went on a raping binge
0: yeah and, and for and from everything i mean there's i could be wrong about this but from what i understand there was no like incidents that William and Mary No It's it's very It's
2: it's very Very bizarre uh, yeah. With Darren Sharper I would I hope he Will sit down
0: And maybe So talk. I'm gonna hope I'm gonna say Mary Sharper Because I guess I You know when, He's gonna get out of jail In 25 years And I would hope that uh, Maybe he's less of a menace to society <laughs> Because it, it's more of a Recent issue Yeah um, And uh, With I mean I've I guess kill Oh my god. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I guess F O J kill. Yeah. Bill I gotta say
2: the OJ show on Fox is really good.
0: I think there was like some underage stuff with Cosby and and for me that's just like if you mess yeah. with kids like it's obviously it's all awful. But there's the kids, there's no varying degrees here. It's, yeah, it's one, all
2: yeah. Once know. once you're a parent, the whole messing with kids, it, it goes up. It it like ramps up. Like you might think it's terrible
0: yeah. when you
2: don't have a kid. Once you have a kid and you see it, you're like, it just it goes to like a whole other level. I'm with you there. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Dude,
2: uh, we can't do this. Do a Saints mock draft of classic pro wrestlers. Uh,
0: Kevin. Well, that's, that's meant for Kevin. That's meant for Kevin. What Whoever, kind? Of, who asked that?
2: Uh, that was super deformed. He's a big wrestler. Okay,
0: guy. Remind, remember to ask again next yeah. week and yeah. Yeah. Earl, you.
2: Everton fan by the way. What kind of vacuum cleaner should I get my <laughs> wife for our anniversary? My wife. Dyson. Dyson. It's the way to go, especially if you have pets. Is is Jing is Malcolm Jenkins the new uh, the next Nikovich?
0: Ooh, I like that question. I mean, he kind of is, right? He kind of is. And I mean had, would you would you take Jenkins over bird right now yeah because I would
2: I mean Malcolm Jenkins he's one of the rare people on the show that got better when he left yeah he was a tra- I mean when he left we were like oh, Philly look at him paying him seven million dollars a year and he was a tra- Well, I
0: will say I think the contract they just gave him was insane
2: what it wasn't not it was five years
0: yeah I mean he, he's, he's 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 there till 2020.
2: He's played, Crazy. like, the second or third most plays the last two years.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, he, he's not going to keep that up. There's no way.
2: <laughs> so that's the, the questions for today. Um, you know, uh, free agent starts in, what, two weeks?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, March 9th, I believe. Yeah, hey,
2: my birthday, yay. Uh, so... Uh, If I gave you $100, Andrew, and I said go to Vegas, Drew Brees, contract – new contract or no for Drew Brees, what would you bet on?
0: This offseason?
2: Well, I was going to say before free agency, but sure. Oh, oh,
0: oh, before free agency. Yeah, I think it happens. Really? I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, yeah. I mean if it – That's the key to this whole thing, man. Like, it, it, your, your vision of four free agents and <laughs> two backups, like, that only happens if Breeze's deal gets done. I, I think Loomis knows that, too.
2: But Breeze knows it, too. So, like...
0: I mean, if the Saints... I, I, it's, I'm going to put it to you this way. If the Saints want any chance at the playoffs, Breeze needs to do his deal before free agency. If, if that doesn't happen, then... We need to hope that, you know, their two free agents work out and their four rookies are decent enough to make them maybe a 9-17. and
2: How cra- – I mean, you're you're a cap guy, and I go to overcap, and I try to learn it. But how crazy if Mickey Loomis said if, – if Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton got in a room and they said, look, we it, – it, it's this year and next year and maybe 20 – 18. if we're really fortunate and lucky, um, mm-hmm. push it all off until 2019. Because if Freeze gets injured or whatever, we're fucked anyway. So, Mickey, push it all off until 2019. How much cap room could he... How crazy could he get? And how much cap room could he create for the Saints if he really wanted to get crazy? And push it, like, push the Day of Reckoning to, like, 2019, 2020.
0: Oh, well, I mean, he could always extend a guy like Zach Strieff and really go crazy, but I don't, I don't think he's going to go that crazy. But, um, no, I think financially, you know, you, you could do a lot of things. You could um, tweak Colston's contract. Uh, you could extend Morstead right now get his cap number a lot lower. Uh, you redo Breeze's deal. Um, you know, there, there's a handful of things they can still do to get about $20 million under the cap this year. Um you know, I don't. I wouldn't want to be too aggressive because right now, 2017 is looking really, really good. They're going to have a lot of space next year. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, if they kind of push the day of reckoning, they're starting to mess with 2017 a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, they, they could pretty easily and conceivably be 20 million under the cap um, before free agency starts in the next 10 days, which, which would be a lot. Um, but I think realistically, you redo Breeze's deal. It's probably somewhere between 10 and 15 uh, is more, more likely. But that's still enough room to kind of get started, sign some guys, get some starters. Um, well, so well, here's see.
2: the thing, though: if you get if you got to if you got to 20 million under the cap, then you can start doing those fun things where you can say to hey hey Chris Long, we're going to give you a three year deal and everything's going to be guaranteed this first year, but nothing after. Yeah. You know, you can start do, you could you know, you could you could sign a Alex Boone and another and another like average linebacker and Chris Long and you know, still have room to sign your draft picks. So I mean if they get to fifteen or twenty million, then it gets then it gets
0: uh it gets it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do at tight end because uh Hoomawanui and Watson are both unrestricted free agents and then you gotta assume Josh Hill, they're going to keep him because he's restricted, and you know they're, they're going to have to keep one of the three, I would hope. So I think Hill's coming back. But the other two, do they resign them? Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if they make a run at a guy like a Ladarius Green or you know some of these other veteran tight ends that are out there. There's a lot of them, uh, um, and it's going to be interesting to see if they make a run at some of them.
2: Yeah, I mean, and the thing is for the Saints is they can go and – I think if if they got a like say they got green like they could get him on a decent contract and turn him into a star
0: a stud yeah. a
2: stud and you, and then you have him on a cheap contract I
0: mean every starter whether it's been Shockey, Graham Watson every tight end in this offense every starting tight end in this offense has been very productive
2: Dude, they turn they 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 had, Ben Watson had a career year, Yep. a career. And the thing was, is I think he could have been doing it before, but they had Gra- they had Graham, so they didn't ask him to. I mean, remember right. when they first got him? We were like, man, they're gonna have Jimmy Graham and Watson. They're gonna they're gonna kill it in two tight end sets. But they didn't really do it because they just threw it over other places, like. I think really, Andrew Ben Watson. He caught what did he catch seventy something balls this year? He yeah. could have been he could have been doing that the last two years. They just for whatever reason they didn't need it or didn't ask him to. Yeah.
0: You know,
2: so it'll be it'll be really interesting. I'm kind of
0: prepare. surprised uh, Watson didn't make the Pro Bowl. Actually, no, he's it'll be interesting.
2: You, I think he's going to come back. I do. I just interesting. think I think the Saints are going to offer him three million, and he's going to like where else is he going to make three million? You know, I mean, I guess he could be a talking head somewhere, but I, I don't know. So, um,
0: so Kevin, uh, he, he's held his cards pretty well. No, he has. I mean, I have to say, I really have no idea what Ben Watson's going to do. Um,
2: you know, and, and, and like I said, if he retires, I mean, it's a nice way to go out on your, yeah to go out and say, Hey, I, I went out, you know, not winning a Super Bowl or anything, but I mean, he went out having his best year. Um,
0: and so, he's still standing.
2: Yeah, he's still standing. Uh Yeah. Which which is always good in football. So you can go to Saints Nation, Andrew's doing all kinds of uh fun and interesting things. Uh you can go to Canal Street Chronicle. Uh people are getting snippy on Twitter's man. Uh, Canal Street Chronicle people, I think it was JR was 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 fighting with people. They're getting snippy, yeah. man. It's the off it's the off season. We're getting we're getting surly. Be nice out there, Saints fans. It's not it's not it's not it's not politics. We don't need to
0: well, I think I think it's you know everyone has their opinions about who's the right fit, and we're all you know GMs, and we all think we know best. Um, but you know we we've all been wrong, every single one of us.
2: Well, I mean, last year we thought they had a good. I thought they had a good off season when they signed Spiller and they sound brown, they sound browner. I love. I, yep. li- I, I, I I wasn't as high on Browner as some, but I liked. I loved the Spiller signing. I loved it.
0: I mean, I kind of always go back to this. You know, I consider myself. A blogger, and I feel like I know more than the average Saints fan sometimes. But I mean, I, I kind of throw this out. I always throw this out. I, I've probably been right more than I've been wrong on what I think of their signings. But in 2006, I was strongly against the signing of Drew Brees, and I thought they should have drafted Matt liner So. <laughs> Um, you know that that's kind of my. I always go back to that one. That's kind of you know. Yeah. Whenever you consider my opinions, you should know that I thought that Leinart over Breeze was a better move for the Saints.
2: Yeah, I so, mean, the, the, I,
0: I have to live with that one for the rest the of
2: your life. I, I'm trying yeah. to think of like, that, like that's what
0: my fu- football knowledge turned up.
2: I'm trying to think of like what was one like my, my like just awful awful Saints call that I made.
0: I also loved the Champ Bailey signing. Yeah. I loved it.
2: Uh, I was a big fan of the Jonathan Sullivan trade-off.
0: Ooh, oof. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah. Yeah, I was not um, a fan that of that. That was
2: a bad one. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the Saints, the M.O. in free agency is...
0: Yeah. Phyllis. Well, how, how did you feel at the time about Ricky Williams? You, you knew that was going to be a train wreck, right?
2: Uh, I knew, I kind of did, but I was like, you know what? Just... just it's fun. It, <laughs> Ditka is fun. It's not going to work out, but I want it to work out. Is it's it? Why not? My attitude was why not. It won't. Mm-hmm. It won't. And you know what? It ended up not really wrecking their franchise like it should have, considering they, they gave up a whole draft and a number one pick the following year. Like, they really should have been in the doldrums for, like, five years because of that.
0: Yeah, you that's know? true. And
2: it might have cost them, actually, you know, since Randy Mueller and Jim Haslett, they, kind of, they got Brooks and they did a great job. But the one thing that Ditka did was he had a really good cap guy, Terry O'Neill, and Ditka didn't like free agency, so they didn't spend any money. So...
0: When they That's f- what Andre Royal said <laughs> to well, Heath Shuler and what? Albert Connell.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I mean they didn't spend any money. So like when Randy Mueller came in, they had like a ton of ca- – I mean that – speaking of most fun, if the, if the Saints ever did what the 2000 Saints did in free agency now, Saints Twitter would break down. In the span of about f- three days, the Saints signed – I think 11 guys they signed Blake Norman hand a receiver that nobody heard of and people were laughing at him because they gave him four years, $11 million. It was Joe Horn. They signed Fred Thomas, Darren Smith, Chris Oldham, uh, Darren Perry. Like they were just signing.
0: That's a hell of a run. They were just signing guys. A lot of good players. Like
2: they, I want to say they had, like nine straight days where they signed at
0: least one guy. Yeah, that was fun.
2: And it like today like that would be amazing on Twitter yeah. nowadays. Like it was back in the days of like I think I had dial up. It was like like but um but anyway, that's sort of them they that's sort of the same
0: thing. Yeah, you would find out the next day in the newspaper yeah. who they signed
2: you'd be like oh my god, they signed who's this guy Joe Horn? But um anyway, go to Saints Nation, go to Canal Street Chronicles, find Kevin on Twitter. Ashley, Tinder, Madison, Farmer's Almanac. Uh, You know, he needs love. Uh, Or, you know, wrestling love, if that's a real sight. So do all that and uh, donate if you can. And uh, for Andrew and for the guys that aren't here, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.